Okay, I'm live now, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone. This is episode number 73. And I, I like this is a good episode, right? I'm, I'm going to be doing right here. The main, because I haven't talked about the Second Amendment in a long time. So I'm going to be talking about it on this show. But yeah, I do got another topic I do want to cover too. And a third, if I do get the time to. I'm, I don't know if I will cover it. If I, if, but if I do have the time, I will, because I got some stuff to to do tonight. So yeah, I'll, a couple other shows, I believe. I'm not going to say which ones because just in case something happens, that's why. <laughs> All right, here, let's get into the first topic right here today, because I just want to start. I just want to go right into it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once. Okay, I think. Come on. Come on, do this. Okay, yeah, okay, I, I got it working out. Okay, yeah, sorry about that, guys. That that, that I had a little error right there. Mm-hmm. This is an article from Breitbart. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, Joe Biden um, gave, um had a, I believe, uh, 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 was it ten thousand dollars? Was it ten thousand or was it twenty thousand? I could be wrong, but like um he it was somewhere around that range of um student loan forgiveness, which is illegal when you look at it because guess what people who take out loans that's on them and they knowingly took it out so what no and that's not no one else did so why should other people have to pay for your loans stuff for, for decisions you make why should we have to pay for that there's no reason for that so you literally are because just because you like oh i i went to college got a degree so everyone else should pay for it for me no you do that on your own buddy you, there was no reason for you to even go to college, really. So you probably shouldn't have even gone because, like, um, there's not much benefit of college these days anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. This article um, is titled Job Creators Network Foundation, Le- um, F- Foundation Legal Action Fund Sues to Block Biden's Student Loan Bailout. And hopefully, hopefully he does that because there's no reason that me you or anyone else should have to pay off anyone's loans for any reason because guess what we didn't take the loans out and these people they willingly took it out on them on their own and they knew what they were doing when they took it out but there has been said like oh they didn't really know what they're doing when they took it out really they they know what they were doing if they take out a loan they do (laughs) and i yeah Let's go read into this article. And by the way, hopefully, hopefully this um student loan forgiveness gets them blocked. Because guess what? There's no reason this should be going through in the first place. <laughs> Elaine, I believe it's Elaine, Elaine. I, I believe that's Elaine. Mm-mm. Elaine Parker, president of Job Creators Network Foundation, has called the Joe Biden administration student loan bailout an unprecedented, unprecedented executive power grab. And yes, it is a power grab. Guess, guess what? You're trying to appeal like, hey, hey, people, we're forgiving your loans, so make sure to vote for us. That's that's his entire plan right here. And the organization's legal action fund has filed a lawsuit in the district court for the Northern District of Texas, Fort Worth Division, intended to stop it. Like I said, I hope it gets stopped because there's no reason for anyone else to pay the, that money back. Our lawsuit intends to block the Biden administration's student loan bailout, which is an unprecedented executive power grab. The administration's action does not address the root cause of unaffordable tuition, greedy and bloated colleges. And yes, greedy colleges and their bloated colleges. And guess what? They don't really teach that much anymore. Just really, they're just indoctrination camps. So, mm -hmm. That raised tuition for more than inflation year after year while sitting at $700 billion in, 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 in endowments, Parker said in a statement. Uh, if, you're sit, like, there's, if you're sitting on $700 billion, there's no reason for you to just keep increasing the amount of, 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 of loans that you need to give, or at least um, how much tuition costs. Because it's, it's driving this country in the wrong path. Like You're driving people literally insane. Colleges need to be held accountable for the outrageous tuition. Yes, they do. Prices that fund high executive pay, an army of administrators who provide little to no value, and the construction of resort-style amenities. Got that right right there. 
College endowments, not taxpayers, should be responsible for helping students um, drowning in debt. 100% agree right there. There's, I, do, I have no intention of ever going to college, and, I have no, and so I have no intention of ever taking any loan out. And there would be no reason for anyone else to pay for that for me instead. So, mm-hmm. President Biden's, well, former Vice President, Vice President Biden's plan would cancel $10,000 to $20,000. Okay, yeah, I was right about the range part right there. Somewhere It was somewhere in that range. And student loan debt for those making less than $125,000 annually. Hmm. Biden in August touted the move as giving working and middle class families breathing room. Guess what? They Well, guess they took those loans out on their own. No one forced them to. But polls show the country is split on the issue. In September, an economist Hugo poll showed half of the 1,500 adults asked about the bailout is unfair to Americans who did not attend college. Like me, I never attended college and I never will. So there's no reason for me to pay for that. Left-wing pundits like HBO host Bill Maher and Democratic senators like Joe Manchin have slammed Biden's bailout. Because they, they know it's just going to um, raise everyone else is going to have to pay for the bill. And they're just trying to like um, get more people to come and vote for them. That's their entire goal right here. By shifting the burden to taxpayers, including those who didn't go to college or paid their student loans back, colleges escape responsibility for their actions, creating the student loan crisis, Elaine Parker said. And like it's also in disrespectful to people who did go to college and who t- had took out the loans and paid off their loans. Guess what? Now it's just going to create an incentive. Hey, hey, you don't need to pay off your loans anymore because the government will be there to help you. This is the bad incentive that you're creating. Uh, people who have this incentive will, will just expect everything to be handed to them and they won't have to work for something. That's where this country is going and that's where what we can't allow anymore. People cannot. People have to learn. They cannot get everything they want. They have, they have to work on it themselves. They have to work to it. Because guess what? And some things you just can't accept you can get. So that's just how it is. Life is unfair. Uh, guess what? I'm sorry about that, but that's just how it is. They are giving Carl Blanche, Blanche, Blanche to continue the ridiculous pricing. Bailing out this debt only kicks this problem down the road. And yes, it's other people are going to have to pay for it. By blocking this inflammatory taxpayer bailout, the GCN's lawsuit can lay the groundwork to actually solve the student debt crisis by holding its college per- 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 perpetrators accountable. And they should be, because there's no reason college should even cost that much. Now, like I said, I never will go to college, but there's no reason it should even cost that much. But let's play a couple of these videos right here. I believe this is the Bill Maher one. Let's play this one first. Then we'll go down to the Joe Manchin one, because I want to hear their, both, both their opinions on it. Right here. This is the bill one. Let's move on to the other big thing that the administration did. Now, college loans. This It's interesting. I know there's people who have college loans. There are other people in America, the vast majority of Americans didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And they don't have college loans. So they're a little yeah. pissed about this. Yeah. They're like, you know, there are plumbers out there saying, well, why don't you pay off my truck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, because that's what my money went to, my life went to. It's amazing to me when I read in the paper today how many Democrats are divided about this. They're not completely behind this idea that Joe a lot of them are not people's student loans. A lot of them are not. Where are you on that one? Because it's just increasing an incentive. I was the one that said rich kids, we shouldn't be paying for their college. You just can't staple a diploma for free under everyone's chair. Part of that is I think we need to focus on apprenticeships and filling the hard-to-fill jobs. This is the that beginning of the road to free college, which will make everything extremely more expensive. That out there. Um, and 87% of the money goes to people uh, that are making less than $75,000 a year. You've got... Wow. It will help nurses. It helps nurses. It helps teachers. It helps electricians. A bunch of people have community college loans. That being said, if I could wave a magic wand and do what I want to do, I would have actually tied it to the hard-to-fill jobs. We have 10 million job openings right now in our country. Two million of them are in healthcare-assisted living. So if people will go into those jobs instead of being like hedge fund managers, um, then we could actually put the uh, loan repayment help and have it connected to people going into the jobs that we need to fill. 
I think that would be a way you can do it. But I do think it's important or, uh, for people to what? understand then, that this is a target. Don't you understand that, that someone else is going to have to pay that money? A good job required a high school diploma. Now they say 70% require a college degree. Mm -hmm. So I know this is like supposed to address income inequality, but it kind of does the reverse because it's the people who have college degrees. Who yeah, but there are also parents of those kids who don't have college degrees who want their kids to be able to go to college so that they can have a better life than they did and we have to college doesn't have that the, many the, the benefits cost of going to college i mean i'm an old man but when i went to college you know at ucla uh, it, it cost me 242 dollars to go to school for a whole year now it's crazy how right, what you have to pay and it's unfortunate it's and a, it does target the, the the kids that are most uh you know most in need but I keep saying on this show, no one's listening, but I keep saying. Well, you're, it's your show. I know. No, no, no I'm, just saying, I'm just saying nobody, you know, like, oh. eventually they follow my lead. But it, it, takes, yeah. it takes years. A decade. It takes years yeah. and yeah. someone else to claim yeah. it. Anyway, but I keep saying it's not about affordability. Uh, yes, college is unaffordable. It's about making college more unnecessary. It's a giant scam. It's yeah, it is a scam. It's products that they're selling you. College is a scam. As a golden ticket to be in the upper middle class. By Bill Maher, he's a liberal. Really I disagree with him on a bunch of stuff, but I actually respect the guy. Of course. Because that's and look what... at the job you have. <laughs> that... You're a big right. time guy and have your own show. <laughs> would you have your own show? With... Maybe you would. I don't know. Uh, yes, I would. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, no, I mean, it actually, I mean, yeah, yes. but you wouldn't qualify for the loan repayment. <laughs> <laughs> income yeah i'm just saying most jobs they do not really require it's a scam and yeah. i've you talked about nurses i've talked to so many nurses my mother was a nurse i still know many nurses that were friends okay uh administrators teachers they all have this complaint that at a certain point they need more education <laughs> to like advance in their career yeah really, they know exactly what they're doing they oh yeah it's just a way to make you go back to school. And I feel like education is to Democrats what tax cuts are to Republicans. They think it solves everything. And Never. I don't think tax cuts solve everything. It doesn't. K through 12. But it does. But it solves a lot. Democrats have cared about forever. And you see uh, Republicans moving away from public education. That to me is where uh, the big the money should be going. And yes, there are people who should go to college if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to do something that, you know, you want to be in the space industry, you have to go to college. There are other jobs that you don't need college for. Yeah. And, and, so I, I, choice. and I think you and I have shared this view. We're not going to have a shortage of sports marketing degrees here. We're going <laughs> right. to have a shortage of plumbers, electricians. We have a shortage of nurses, technology workers. And some of those jobs require high education. Some of them require apprenticeships. And we just got to meet people where they are. And that's why I'd like to tie it to the jobs that we need to fill. So. See that? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know. Okay. I like it the way you always come back to, like, the practical part of it. Well, she you know, that's, that's, that's she's a problem solver. I and she's a great one. <laughs> right. She's a great one. That's yeah. Like I disagree with 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 Bill on a, some of that stuff. Like um, we're, we're like um, he says like um, a lot of things can be necessary, but it's not at the same time. Like um, I think most almost all of college is um unnecessary. I mean, if you want to be like a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or or some or something like that, then yeah, you probably should go to college. But if you're just going to go be, go because see, be some like a guy who works in a factory, there's no reason for you to go to college. It's a scam. And Bill was 100% correct right there. It's a scam. Let's go. Joining us now. Let's is go. Let's go watch this clip from CNN of um, Joe Manchin talking about this right here. The student loan forgiveness. I want to hear what he has to say on, about it. Joining us now is Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He is chair of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Sir, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Brianna. Good to be with you. So you've said that you are hoping for 45 to 48 Democrats here. Do you have 12 to 15 GOP votes to hit that 60 vote mark? Well, I would hope that, you know, if 47 of my Republican friends have signed on to a bill extremely similar to this. And knowing how important energy security and energy independence is for our country to remain a superpower and also have control of our own destiny, I would the think that maybe 15 or 20 out of the 47 
would look at this and say it's a time and it's it's a moment of time. It's basically a time in history. We have never had an opportunity to hmm. do this, and we haven't done anything with permitting Brianna for the last decade or more. Okay, where, I'm, trying, I'm going to try to get to the part where he's talking I'm about I'm the it. only Democrat that's ever voted for major views and all the checks and balances. We just want to expedite them. It shouldn't take, in the United States of America, it shouldn't take five, ten, or more years to build any infrastructure to carry the energy we need for our country or to meet the needs that we have in challenge. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say right here. What, what Mitch will do and what his motives are. Where is uh, it? Things need to be done for the United States to meet the energy people. So there's so much that needs to be done here for me to come, come to the reasonable senses of saying this is a movement, a moment. If he's been around a long time and that's pretty strange bed for more. Sometimes I like to see less. Four hundred. All right. Right here. Here it is. Right here. The score out for Biden's student here debt is, forgiveness right plan. And it's. A doozy. It's $400 billion without an offset, a, a cut, or a tax to pay for it. What's and that's going to fall on us and our well, future you know, generations. I'm very much to concerned about the debt we have. We have about a $31 trillion debt that we have to be real, uh, realistic about. In the IRA bill, we had $300 billion being paid down, and this seems to wipe that out. But the bottom line is, I just thought there was other ways that we could do it. I cannot answer when people call me and saying. You're giving X amount of dollars away, ten thousand or twenty thousand, to this 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 class. How about I paid mine off? What what? Why am I penalized? And how about the well, people so, in sure, the and you and you oppose certainly you oppose this, but do yeah, you I, think I, it's I was, going? I would not, you, yes, that's right. But do you it. think? Do you think that it's going to hurt Democrats? It, it, it will. It's going to. I can't. I guess it depends on where you are. I can tell you in West Virginia when I speak to my friends and, and colleagues and my constituents back home. I, they call and they, they would ask, say, Joe, I just can't make these debt payments, these payments for my student loan. What can I do? And I said, well, there's things you can do. If you're into the healthcare field, if you're in the education, and if you're in the government services, I can show you how you can eliminate your debt by working it off. Yeah, so work that it is off. A tremendous opportunity. That's, that's what you're so you can walk should away be doing. Free. I think that's a better alternative than just wiping it off and forgiving it, and it leaves people stranded. I just uh, I think that's there's a better way to do it, and I would have done it differently. Do you think Democrats can hold the Senate here in six weeks? I think it's. I think we have some tremendous candidates. I mean, every candidate we have is, is an experienced or, or well-rounded in their back. I think Republicans will so gain just one seat. Maybe, right now. maybe two. I know two. that there's a movement in, in any time a mid-year election. Maybe two. a challenging thing. Uh, I think these elections are going to be a toss-up. I think it's going to be very, uh, very close. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, especially that we don't have another 50-50 Senate. That's not a desirable place to be. Uh, but you have to you have to vote your conscience and you have to vote your constituents. That could what's, happen, though. What you Another think is right for the government uh, in our country. The shame of all of this is that it's gotten so political, political and politicized. Granted, we're making all of the viewers you have right now, the politics in Washington is making them pick a side. What side are you on? Are you on our side or D side? Pick the A side, the American side. The other two mm-hmm. sides will figure out how they're going to work the problems out. Not that you should be on my side because we're going to fight and be against everything the other side wants. That's what people are so sick and tired about politics and not getting anything accomplished. And we have a chance today with it, by, with basically a permitting reform that everybody's mm-hmm. wanting. You have almost 100%, I mean a good 90, 95% of Democrats and Republicans that want the same thing. Can't you look mm-hmm. at the good that it can be and the positive movement rather than looking and trying to figure a way why you can justify okay. not supporting it? it doesn't okay, okay. We, we, we don't need to listen to more of that. But, but, that, but you guys get the idea right there. Like um, even a lot of liberals, they're not too happy about this um, student loan forgiveness stuff as it's just going to increase an incentive that, hey, the government will take care of me. Like Bill Maher didn't like it. Um, Joe Manchin doesn't like it. And Joe Manchin had a good point. Work it off. That's what you should be doing. If you are are someone who got into debt like that, massive debt, the best thing to do and the thing that you should be doing is work it off. Guess what? It'll you'll it'll be work out better in the long term. Because guess what? Every in plus you'll feel like you earned something and you'll feel great that you did it instead of just having.
Sorry about that again, guys. Like I said, that's going to always happen. There's nothing I can do to stop it. The audio thing, like, um, like I, I'm still trying to, I've, I've, I've done every mod modulation possible with this new device and this new equipment I have, and it's not working. Like it literally, it'll literally just cut out like at random moments, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. I wish there was something I could do, but there's no, there just isn't. So, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's now let's get to the the top the top the Second Amendment right here. One second, du, 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 right here. This is another article from Breitbart. As you guys know, like a few months ago, like it was like a couple days before Roe v. Wade was overturned, the Supreme Court had another decision that it made. Basically, it was about the Second Amendment. Basically, it made open. It basically means like you cannot stop someone from carrying a gun in public, which no one, sh everyone should be allowed to. The Second Amendment is very clear: the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And like, um, like there were a bunch of states that were open carry, shall carry, and may may issue. And like here, and, and the thing in New York was at least in New York City. I don't know about the full state, but at least in New York City, it said like may issue. We're like, um, you could have like a perfect record, perfect everything, everything's good, and you still would be, and you could apply for 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 like a concealed carry permit, and you would be, or or and you would be denied it. Literally, you would be denied it for no reason, just because like we don't want you to have be able to do that. Guess what? The Second Amendment prevents that from happening, because it says the people, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And so, yeah, and like, um. What this what this decision was about was um to whether or not to allow people to be able to carry those guns in in, in public, and the Supreme Court allowed it um um passed it um um, um struck, struck that down and said you cannot prevent someone from carrying a gun. It's their right to do it. And like, let's read this article right here from Breitbart. It says, CNN sounds alarm. SCOTUS may wipe out gun control nationwide. Hopefully, they do. Guess what? Pretty much every um restriction on guns is um is illegal. Because guess what? Like I said, shall not be infringed. Everything is practically illegal when it comes to that. Yeah. <clears throat> CNN sounded the alarm Sunday, warning that the pro Second Amendment makeup of the Supreme Court of the United States portends per an end to gun control nationwide, and there should be an end. CNN's tyranny. <coughs> Tierney Sneed, Sneed, Tierney, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, pointed to the June 23rd, um, 20, 2022 Supreme Court decision, um, NYSRPA versus Bruin, noting that it not only struck down the New York's proper cause requirement, and here's the thing about proper cause, the the people, like the only people that were really allowed to carry guns in New York, at least New York City, were like um, police officers, people who carried a lot of money or jewelry, or if you could prove you had an active threat against your life, those are the you, you could only those really the only ways you could get approved to, to get a permit to carry a gun. Now, guess what? You if you apply for it and if you have a perfect if you have a good record, they can't stop you because guess what? That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, because like it said, the, the the Second Amendment is not a privilege; it's a right, and we the people have a right to own guns and be able to carry them. Yeah cause requirement, but also set forth um, straightened rules for how lower counts co courts must decide cases related to the Second Amendment. Let's read more into this. On July 1st, Breitbart News noted that the Supreme Court remained a number of cases vacating the decisions and ordering them to be reconsidered in the light of Bruin. The cases centered on an assault weapons ban in Maryland, a high-capacity magazine ban in California, and carry restrictions in Hawaii, among other things. Like um, assault weapons, first of all, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. That's a made-up term just to scare people. And um, high-capacity magazine ban, guess what? There's no, the, the Second Amendment doesn't say you cannot have a high-capacity magazine. There's nothing that in the, that says it. And then and, and, and you are, are supposed to be allowed to carry a gun anywhere, and hopefully that happens in Hawaii, too. Well, technically it will, because the New York one um, said they are allowed to now. Mm-hmm. Roughly two weeks later, Breitbart News pointed to a Washington Times article suggesting that the Bruin decision puts all types of gun control in the crosshairs of gun rights groups. 
And yes, that is a great thing. The Washington Times paragraphed Justice Clarence Thomas' emphasis on the importance of the decision like Bruin, McDonald v. Chicago, and the District of Columbia versus Heller, saying that the test courts must apply it whether a firearms restriction would have second would have seemed reasonable to the founding generation that crafted and ratified the Second Amendment. If not, the law must give away to the Constitution. The founders, they the reason they left the Second Amendment was, was to protect ourselves from tyrannical government, both foreign and domestic. They said that, and that's how, how it's been ever since the Constitution was written. That's just how, it, how it's been. And the founders, they would be rolling in their graves with all the gun control that's been going on the in the last few years. They would be, they're turning in their graves right now just because of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the light of this framework for testing restrictions, CNN warned that gun control in every state is in jeopardy. And thank God it is. Since the June ruling, federal judges in at least half a dozen different cases have already cited the Bruin decision to rule against gun restrictions and that have included local assault weapons bans, prohibition on the manufacture of homemade firearms, and the bans on older teenagers publicly carrying handguns. Like they should be allowed to. Guess what? The Second Amendment applies to all American citizens in this country. Several other laws now facing new legal challenges under the precedent, among them zoning restrictions, barring shooting ranges, licensing and training laws, and the federal ban on certain misdemeanor offenders from possessing firearms. Like I said, it says shall not be infringed. CNN noted noted that chain noted changes that have already occurred in juris piece of I don't know. I'm just going to botch that in the light of Bruin, a federal district judge citing the ruling last month when halting Delaware restrictions on possessing, possessing and manufacturing untraceable firearms, saying that the law's defenders failed to provide persuasive evidence that similar restrictions existed in historical record. And no, they have not. The precedent was also referenced when local assault weapon bans and two Colorado jurisdictions were put on hold this summer. Good thing. The judges in both cases were uh, were each appointed by Democratic presidents. And good thing there. Those are actually real, true Democrats, not these leftist Democrats that we have today. CNN also noted noted a decision handed down on Thursday to pause new gun control controls. New York controls New York and enacted in response to Bruin. Breitbart News indicated that New York controls were paused via a temporary restraining order issued by U.S. District Court Judge Glenn T. Subabay. Uh, okay. Well, there, you, you see there, that, that's something good right there. Now that the Second Amendment is being protected, and, and that's a really good thing, because now people's rights are, are, are kept intact. But as you guys know, the New York governor and the mayor of New York City they chimed in on it after the decision came down, and I and they weren't too happy. So I'm going to show you those those parts right there, just to, so you guys can get an idea of what it was. <laughs> One second, I'm bringing this up. Okay, get okay, right here. I got right here. Uh, this this is the governor of of New York. Um, I don't know how you say her name because I would just be botching it. So y- y- just watch longer can we strike the balance only if a firearm regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition may a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside the second amendment's unqualified command shocking no that's how the second amendment is it's supposed to be interpreted as taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions we can have restrictions on speech no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Reasonable restrictions. You're right to have reasonable restrictions. You're taking away people's rights, their their Second Amendment rights, which is in the Constitution. People have a right to 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 possess and carry firearms. That's in the Constitution. You don't have a right to prevent that from happening. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That first of all, that's yelling yelling fire in a yelling fire in a movie in a theater that's not free speech that's a call to action there is a difference between speech and a call to action but somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the second amendment 
This is New York. We don't back down. We fight back. <laughs> what are you going to do? And we'll be alerting the public, the media, in the very short term, exactly what our language that we've been analyzing. We have language we'd like to now enact into law. We'll be sharing that with the leaders. And I'm sorry this dark day has come. How? No. What We're is supposed it? to go back to what was in place since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that to, to come up. Um, I got to show you a video from Steven Crowder who talked about something like that. Now, this video that Crowder did, he did a while ago, but um, it, it was it was years ago, but well before this case. But I'll play that clip, that clip from that video right before um, um, before I finish this video. Like when she says, like, um, the only things that were available were muskets. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to watch this from Steven Crowder because he brought up a very interesting point right here. <laughs> let's let's watch Steven Crowder, as you guys know, who's a conservative commentator. He had all he is one of the most conservative people on the internet. It's actually probably between him and Ben Shapiro are my favorite um, um, um conservative podcasters on the internet, in my opinion. So let's watch what Crowder had to say. He said about muskets, saying like because he was responding to someone saying the Second Amendment is only for muskets. Let's watch what Steven Crowder has to say right here. And the Second Amendment was written, many assault weapons already existed. Take the belt and flintlocks, for instance, which was mm -hmm. created during the Revolutionary War and can fire 20 or so rounds <laughs> in the pull of one trigger in about mm -hmm. five seconds. Or the mm -hmm. Girondoni air rifle, where a 22 high-capacity round magazine could mm -hmm. be fired in about 30 seconds. Again, this mm -hmm. was created during the Revolutionary War and was actually later used by Thomas Jefferson to famously outfit the Lewis and Clark expedition. Okay, that part I shouldn't be playing right there uh, for reasons. No, Lewis and Clark. Now, Shannon, okay. your musket cleaned. Now you clean mine. Or even the Puckle Gun, an early okay. Gatling gun that was developed over 60 years before the Revolutionary yep. War. Mm -hmm. Even the Pepper Box revolvers could hold over 20 rounds and were developed hundreds of years before the Constitution. By yep. the way, not only were the Founding Fathers aware of these guns, they were fans for crying out loud. They were. In the Second Amendment, they, they didn't were just well apply to guns, to but full-on artillery. Here's a letter of mark and reprisal signed by President Madison for a privately owned ship carrying cannons that was authorized to attack enemy shipping. These were not muskets, and the Founding Fathers didn't give no craps. They were the action heroes of... Like, as you, you can clearly see right there, there were uh, weapons back then, well even before the Constitution, that fired multiple rounds at a time. They weren't muskets. You didn't have to reload them every time. They fired a whole lot of weapons. And like and like even James, like that, what he said about James Madison, the, he, he, he wrote a letter saying that people could own cannons. And guess what? Cannon is not a musket. And plus, look at all, all those things, those weapons that Crowder was talking about. Those would be considered assault weapons of today. Those those back then, those are assault weapons. And they would kind of be considered assault weapons today. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and and plus, in my opinion, I'm, I don't care what anyone says, but this is just my opinion. I think the Second Amendment allows us to own nukes. I think we, the people, are allowed to own nukes. The Second Amendment didn't say only these arms. It said arms in general. So we're allowed to own them. At least to me, that's just how I view it. I don't care what anyone says on it. Okay. Let's get back to that um, video about the New York governor. So, yeah. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines intended for battlefields. Here's some, here's another thing that I like to point out. The founders they knew that the technology would advance, so they wrote the second they wrote the Constitution because they know that the stuff would advance where we get beyond where it was. That's what, so that's why they put it because they guess what if they if the founders were alive to were here today they would say we should be allowed to own those. That that's just how it is. It that is how it is. We we the and even though they didn't know what. The, even though they didn't know what an AR-15 or like an AK-47 would look like, they knew that technology would advance to where weaponry would go far beyond where it is right now. So that's why they left it the way it is. 
and get and get in the and the founders they they would want us to own news. Well, I at least I okay they would want it. They would the here's what I'm trying to say. The founders they wrote the Constitution, the Second Amendment in particular, to be to make sure that we the people had access to the same weaponry that the military does. That is the intention of the Second Amendment, and by by banning all that kind of stuff, like um by um by banning machine guns at the National Firearms Act, which um bans machine guns, short build rifles, and short build shotguns, and to me is unconstitutional as hell. Same thing with nukes or, or nukes or grenades. That banning those to me is unconstitutional, and I don't care what anyone says about that. As being covered for this, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree. So. I'll return to our purpose of being here and let people know that our new laws are going to be looking at restrictions on sensitive locations, hmm. changing the permitting process, creating a threshold for those. We're going to have training requirements. We're going to make sure that people have concealed weapons as specified training. We have a whole lot of ideas. I don't have a problem with training. I don't have a problem a with system that. system where businesses and private property owners would have the right to protect themselves. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're just getting started here. And today we are here to talk about another step that we think is so important to protect the lives of our children in a school setting. We lost children and teacher, local teacher, yeah. Okay. But well, like he's lucky. Well, like, well, like um, she's just trying. She's like one of these um um people that one of these obvious people that are trying to say like, oh, it only reverts re re to muskets. Guess what? The founder there. Guess what? They were the founders. Um, uh, um, were actually fans of those kinds of assault weapons back then, and they allowed people to have them, and they also allowed people to have cannons too. So guess what? They knew the technology would advance to get to a point. So yeah. <laughs> Now let's go to see what the New York mayor, New York City mayor, had to say about this because this one was really interesting. Because like, um, let's just watch this one because he was saying like they're gonna pretty much defy what the idea is, what they're what what it is. So, <laughs> and look at that ratio right there. It says like it has a four hundred and sixty three upvotes to um one thousand um four hundred downvotes. So <laughs> let's watch this right here. Uh, give me one second. Okay, here it is. Right, let's watch. Let's watch it. The decision we can say with certainty, uh, this decision has made every single one of us less safe. No, it hasn't. Gun violence. The decision ignores this shocking. The second, what what it what it does, it actually protects people. It ensures people are allowed to protect and defend themselves. That's what it ensures. Crises of gun violence every day, engulfing not only New York. Vast, but engulfing our entire country. Vast majority of people who uh, who commit crimes with guns are mental patients. Just saying, or they're gangbangers. The opinion claims to be based on nation historical past, but does not account for the reality of today. It ignores the present. The second, um, the, the Constitution is not a, leave, a living, breathing um, 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 document. It's, it's supposed to be interpreted as it was back then, as it is today. That's how it's supposed to be. And it endangers our future. No, it does not. While nothing changes today, and we want to be clear on that, nothing changes today. We have been preparing for this decision and will continue to do everything possible to work with our federal, state, and local partners to protect our city. We will collaborate with other mayors, municipality leaders, and governors, and will leave no unturned stone mm. as we seek to undo and mitigate the damage that we are witnessing today. Damage? So giving people, make sure people have access to the right, that's damaging? Makes no sense whatsoever, buddy. Those efforts would include a comprehensive review with the Corporation Council, our Chief Counsel, and other legal experts to assist us in this matter. As we start to define sensitive locations when carrying a gun is banned and reviewing our application process to ensure that only those who are fully qualified can obtain 
they carry license. This is something that the police commissioner who's joining me today will ensure that our licensing division is aware of. But except you guys had some, you guys had a, a, a thing where like um, if someone had a perfect, was had no crimes committed, was not a felon, had no nothing going wrong with him or him or her, you would and, and like she applied for it, you would deny her just for just because you would be like, nope, we're not going to give it to you. So long, see you another day. That's just how it was. So thank God that the Supreme Court had this come down and voted for this. We will work together to limit the risk. This decision will create once it is implemented. And we no. cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. That is unacceptable. This decision. We, people is have a right to own guns and we carry them, buddy. We our city to live in fear that everyone around us is armed and that any altercation. And if you look at the studies with with people who are more armed, the with, in areas where people are are at least known to have guns more more often, there's lower crime. Now there is still crime, but it's just lower in comparison. Uh, but look at Chicago; extreme had extreme gun laws. A lot of these, and guess what? Look at all the violence in there. Look at New York. Look at all the violence there. Look at Baltimore. Look at Detroit. Look at Seattle. Just look at it, man. Well, yeah, yeah could evolve into a shootout. We will not allow the men and women of the police department to be subject, subjected to further danger, making their already difficult jobs even more horroring. And let me be, say this again. We will do everything in our power, using every legal resource available to ensure the gains we've seen during this administration are not undone. Yeah. And that New Yorkers are not put in greater, greater danger of gun violence. There is no place in the nation that this decision affects as much as New York City. There is because you guys have the most extremely strict gun laws. And guess what? You're trying. Well, you're, basically, what the idea is, you're trying to inch, inch the Second Amendment off piece by piece to a point where where the guns are just completely banned. And thank God we we have a conservative Supreme Court that's stopping this your not guys' nonsense from happening, protecting our rights and New Yorkers' rights too. There's no place in the nation that is going to be impacted based on this decision more than New York City. There's no place in the nation that the decision affects as much as New Yorkers. And we are prepared to set an example that will lead the country of how do we fight back on this decision. Today's Supreme Court decision may have opened an additional river that is going to feed the sea of gun violence in our city no, and it's in not. our nation. No, it's not. Now is the time for every elected official who cares about the safety of all Americans to come together and respond thoroughly and comprehensively to this appalling decision. It's not. Our works begins this is, this is the proper decision. to start saving New Yorkers and Americans. Please, Commissioner. I will, I, Thank you, Mr. I, Mayor. As I the mayor this said, this case has been said. remanded back to the lower court. So the important thing to know today is that nothing changes. If you have a premise permit, it does not automatically convert to a carry permit. If you carry a gun illegally in New York City, you will be arrested. Nothing changes today. And that's important for everyone to be aware of. When we open the universe of carry permits, it potentially brings more guns to the city of New York and to the streets of New York City. And that should concern us all. No, it's making sure people have uh, have can can have their rights. That's what the point of the Second Amendment is to protect themselves from tyrannical government. That's just how it is. You don't have to like it, but that's what it is. Mr. Mayor. All right, right there. All right, <laughs> but as you can see, right there, like um, yeah. <laughs> They they are these people are anti-American and anti-constitution. Like literally, you remember like there was like um uh, uh like I believe it was hate speech thing that, that they labeled the Constitution under like um a trigger warning. They put a trigger warning under it. I don't remember if I don't I forgot who it was. But like people like who who like or like this are anti Second Amendment and anti the Constitution. That's what they're trying to do. 
trying to get rid of the Constitution to implement their own little worldviews into it. That's what it is. And because we have someone like Clarence Thomas or Injustice Alito and the other Trump um, 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 justices, we are able to have our rights be maintained. That is the goal, and I'm thank God that that's happened. So, yeah. All right. I got one more topic. Okay. I got one more topic here to cover. Um, let's, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because like I got to got to go do some stuff, but like, I'm um, all, I'll, I'll just gloss over it for like a minute or two. So, so like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm um, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Right here. This is an article from date from the daily caller. Um, basically what the idea is like, um, there, there are a bunch of other um, de- dem- democratic cities that, that fear they could be the next migrant drop-off where they could become the next Mar- um, Martha's Vineyard. Like when DeSantis sent all those illegal immigrants um, illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard and then the military came in and shipped them out immediately. But there are a lot of other cities that are preparing for that because they could be the next wa- Martha's Vineyard. So let's go read more into this. <laughs> An elite liberal enclave and several Democrat-run sanctuary cities are scrambling to support illegal migrants, fearing they could be the next destinations for Republican governors' transports from the southern border. Hopefully, because guess what? There's no reason that these illegals should be here. The only reason they're here because um so 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 that blue states can get can get more electoral votes for the next and for the next census in ten years. That's what their goal is, and because of this. Yeah, that's why they're trying to ship them all in. And we have a wide open border just letting millions upon millions of people come in. And we don't even know who any of these people are. They could be like criminals, um, murderers, rapists, um, human traffickers, and even worse, the stuff. Yeah. Nantucket, Massachusetts, Nantucket, Massachusetts, Denver, and Philadelphia are all making preparations for illegal migrants. However, they don't have any official confirmation that any illegal migrant transports are bound for them. Who knows? There probably will be. And if they do, I'll be laughing. Guess what? There's no reason for the Red states should not have to deal with with, blue, with them what the federal government's problem is. We should be sending them all to in blue states. They want them to come here. But the thing is, right right when they come here, they're like, oh, we don't want them. You, you, you're being inhumane. We don't want them here. They're, they're taking up all this space and making everything look bad. How do you think red states feel about that then? Hmm. Yeah. Nantucket, which is a popular destination for liberal elites, yep, said Friday that they were informed of a flight expected to arrive on Tuesday. That's good. The more of them should be shipped out to blue areas. The reported scheduled flight had many similarities to the flight in an incident that occurred on Martha's Vineyard. The town said in the statement, adding that the company um, charted for the flight is for a group out of Chicago. Hmm. Okay, then in the event there is an arrival, there is an arrival of a plane carrying migrants. The Nantucket Police Department and many other town departments have a detailed plan to manage such a situation. The statement continued. Hmm. Really, you have a plan. What are you going to do? Ship them out to try to ship them back to blue to red areas, but then they'll just be shipped back to your guys' areas. Then, yeah, there's really no way to stop unless you put like um putting up checkpoints and putting up state borders. Maybe you could, maybe that'll happen. But then again, you can't do that because that'd be a violation of the Constitution. Because like um, forgot which amendment it was, but it allows for like freedom of travel between the states. So you can't really do that. Hmm. The city governments of Philadelphia and Denver. One second. In Denver, which are both Democratic-run sanctuary cities for illegal migrants, have also been bracing for the possible arrival of illegal migrants. Have you now, then? Hmm. The city of Denver is working with the state and non-governmental groups to prepare for the potential arrival of illegal migrants, but isn't aware of any large-scale coordinated um, transports making their way to the city. Who knows? It probably will be. And you deserve it, then. The city's Office of Emergency Management told the DNCF. The coordination is evolving in nature. We are unable to provide a finite explanation of services. Service asylum seekers would qualify for us as these are still being determined. OEM spokesperson Michaela Ortega told the DCNF, it's important to note that the direct services and group support for immigrants will be provided by immigration nonprofit groups while we coordinate government resources. 
Guess what? If you want, guess what? We don't, we red states, we don't want um these illegals coming in. Guess what? That's why we're shipping them out to your areas because we don't want to deal with the, your guys' federal government's issue. We do not want to deal with that. It's not our problem. You guys are the ones that want them all to come here. You guys are the ones clamoring for open borders and you don't want the wall to be built up. So guess what? We're giving you what you guys want. They they come into our state, then we just ship them out there. But then when right when they get there, you guys don't want to deal with them. So you see how hypocritical you are? Uh, Philadelphia is also not aware of any illegal migrant transports, but is still taking action in case they do arrive. I think there probably will be some, just won't be for a bit. The city is inventorying existing resources should those speaking safe refuge find their way to Philadelphia. Kevin Lessard, a spokesperson for the Philadelphia Mayor's Office, told Axios in September. Hmm. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott began busing illegal immigrant migrants to Washington, D.C. in April. And that was hilarious when he did that. I was just laughing. Followed by New York City and Chicago in August. <laughs> that was funny as hell, too. And they were and like Lori Lightfoot was calling Greg Abbott a racist for it. For So it's how racist he was being for it. That shows you how stupid that is. <laughs> Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey began busing illegal migrants to the nation's capital in May. And Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent, sent two planes of illegal migrants to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts in September. Like all this was funny. Abbott is currently busing illegal migrants only to Washington, Chicago, and New York City. His spokesperson, Renee Ezzi, told DCNF DeSantis' office didn't respond to a request for comment. Neither of this, neither the city of Nantucket nor Philadelphia responded to the DCNF's request for comment. So yeah, who knows? A lot, anything could happen. Literally anything can happen right here. So like I said, I think there will be. I think more. I think they're going to be preparing for more to be shipped there. Guess what? They should be dealing with that. They're the ones who wanted these open borders. So guess what? We're giving them what they wanted. But right when they get what they wanted, they're like, "Oh no, 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 no!" When they're not dealing with their own problems that they caused and that they wanted. Hmm. That tells you a whole lot right there. How how ridiculous this has become. So yeah. All right, now guys, I'm gonna wrap this episode up right here because um, I got some stuff to do tonight. Um, too, I got I gotta go. I'm gonna go, me and Osiris are gonna go on Carlos's show tonight around um 9 p.m. Eastern. So we're gonna be doing that, and then after that, Osiris and I are probably are probably gonna be doing another episode of our other channel, which um which is um on Prestige Culture Dynamics, where we're just gonna be talking culture and stuff like that. So yeah. All right, everyone. Please like this video and subscribe to this channel and make sure to and make sure to follow me on all the other social media platforms as well. Also, make sure to follow me on all the other podcast platforms and in, in case you watch the show there, please follow me on on there. And also follow me on BitChute too. So, yeah. And also if you go on YouTube, follow me there at Race Ray Studios. Please follow me there cuz I'm just trying to grow my brand as a whole, trying to get it much bigger than it is right now, okay? <laughs> all right. I'm your host, Ray. This is the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone. This is episode number 73. Catch you guys later. Peace!